Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here at our Concord, North Carolina studios, joining us from the Lethal Chassis Studios in Mifflintown, Pennsylvania, my co-host Ashley Stremme. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I am well. Um, the chassis shop was not that this weekend. It turned into the the party spot for our little man's first birthday, but uh, we're back in business today. I think my husband's ready to kill me. Oh, yeah, there we go. Steele's first birthday. Okay. In the tradition of Ashley Stremme, okay, Ashley Stremme has a birthday month. Does Steele have a birthday, a birthday week, or is Steele going to celebrate the whole month of April? Well, David opted for a week, but I said that still wasn't enough. So he's going to be like his mother and go for the whole month. Well, I don't blame him. By gosh, I think if you can get it, you can do it. That's for sure. And that is cool. I love the pictures. Uh, Really, really cool. Really, really neat. Uh, You're one year old. Wow. One years old. How about that? How about that? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Something else that happened up in central Pennsylvania this week was Williams Grove got its season opener. I know. How about that? Ashley, it's been a rough time. And, you know, Williams Grove, Williams Grove is, uh, is is the focal point of so much up there in central Pennsylvania. And, boy, it was getting downright frustrating, them trying to get that season open. But they finally did on Friday night. Yes, they did. Um, crazy, crazy weather up here. Uh, one day during the week, it's 70, 75 like it is right now. And then on the weekends, it was just rain or cold or both. <laughs> but it's good to see them finally get going. Um, and Zeb Wise. Uh, surprise there, uh, picking up the win at Williams Grove. How about that? A last lap pass of Anthony Macri picking up the victory. So kudos to Zeb Wise. I know that was a big win for him. He was uh, he was fun in victory lane. He really, truly was. And that was neat to see. What we're going to do today on the show is we're going to do a roundtable. We do a weekly show that you're watching on Rev and on Mav, okay? We also do a weekly podcast. My co-host is Aaron Evernham, so Aaron is going to join us, and we're going to kind of hit the quarter mark of the season, if you will, kind of kick around what's going on in the sprint car world and uh, what our take is on some of that. So Aaron Evernham is going to join us here in just a moment. But before we get to that, we had a reminder this weekend of the dangers of sprint car racing. Saturday night, the USAC Sprints were in Lawrenceburg. Justin Owen, a 27-year-old racer, he was the 2022 champion at Lawrenceburg Speedway. He died from injuries in a qualifying crash at that racetrack. So from Wing Nation, our condolences are with the Owen family, all of the USAC family, the officials that were on site, and honestly, our condolences 
with everybody in the sprint car world. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Joining us on the Sage Fruit Hotline is our cohort, our co-host of our Tuesday uh, podcast show, Aaron Everham. Hello, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I feel special. Well, it is great. You know, we did some of these last year, these roundtable shows, and we just had a blast. And we just figured, hey, why not do one again and just kind of kick around where we're at in the season? We're into the month of April and and we're rolling along. And honestly, a lot of the season has been chaotic and crazy. And Ashley, when we look at it, we're in the month of April. But boy, the March showers just absolutely clobbered everybody. But it looks like we're clearing that hurdle a little bit. Yeah, hopefully that whole April shower showers brings May flowers doesn't happen. We got the rain in March, so hopefully that flowers bloom in April. Um, it's been crazy, but April has been starting off on the right foot. So fingers crossed this, th- that this keeps going. I mean, Aaron, you've you've dealt with this with your serious seasons with the world of outlaws. What was it like when you would have to deal with a rain out? Oh, I mean, well, first of all, it was a really long time ago now. I hate to age myself, but um they were frustrating because at that time uh, in my life, you were, I was living and eating and sleeping racing. I was living on the road with the guys. Um, so you're just stuck at a, a hotel and frustrated and, and then you travel to the next place and watch the radar. I mean, it's, it's no different today, like you said. Um, so it, it's frustrating for all the racers. Not only are the drivers not making money, but the teams aren't making money. The tracks aren't making money. Um, and it, it's boring. Racers want to race. No doubt. And that's been the thing. And that's the common thread we talk about when we when we talk to these drivers. It's like, I just want to go race. I just want to race. And the good news is, is the world of outlaws, you know, they, they got a start in Florida and then they went back to Florida. Then they came to Pennsylvania and got one race in out of four. But now they're rolling along and 12 races into this thing. Aaron, when we look at it, uh, Carson Macedo, uh, David Gravel, Brad Sweet. Looks like we've established three guys at the front of this thing that seem like they uh, certainly have it together early in the season here. Yeah, they definitely have the consistency and, and obviously a few wins. Um, I think those are going to be your top three all year, but we'll we'll see. I mean, those, we know the World of Outlaws season is extremely long. You go to a lot of different types of racetracks. A lot of things can happen, but I would say you're seeing your front runners, you know, already coming up early. And Ashley, I'm going to continue with our running joke over the last two years. The third one I mentioned in that group, Brad Sweet, 10 top 10s, two wins. Um, you know, we had this we had this story that Brad had gone somewhere, but uh, even watching the races that he didn't win this year, he was in the frame for the whole Dirt Vision show. The big cat looks like he's got things rolling along well, him and Eric and that gang as well. Yeah, it's true. I mean, honestly, with the guys that are committed to the world of outlaws, I don't know that you can really count any of them out. You know, we've talked about Donnie Schatz and, oh, how he had such a terrible season, what, two years ago because he didn't win a race in the first 10 races, but then he came back strong. I mean, like you said, Aaron, it's such a long season. I think the cards can fall anyway, especially 
with with the caliber of racers, even the local racers that they go up against on a weekly basis. Um, these cards can crumble anyway. The one that's kind of really sticking out to me that I didn't expect is Buddy Kofoid. Um, top five right now in points. Um, it seems like he's kind of like the silent guy, but he's there every single night. Yeah, and Buddy is not yeah, committed. Yeah, I agree with Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I was sorry. just going to say, I, I absolutely agree with that. Buddy Kofoid's kind of been uh, not a real surprise but certainly a little bit of a surprise against the the company he's racing with. And I you know I know Rico's not running the world of outlaws, but how can we not right now give a shout out to Rico and his success with Ricky Warner? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they are just they are just knocking it out. Two wins for Rico. Uh, and, and actually, Buddy Kofoid is not planning on running the full World of Outlaw Tour, although he's sitting fifth in points. I think that uh, they might need to reconsider that as they go on, but we'll see. Stay tuned on that. You know, two wins, Rico Abreu. Um, Aaron, we had James McFadden on our show last week, uh, on our on our podcast last week. Two wins for him. We know how important that is for Dennis Roth. While it's been a little inconsistent around that, boy, it's been good to see J-Mac stand on the wing a couple times. It really has, and to watch him do his shoeies has been even more entertaining. <laughs> but it's it's great to see. You know, you mentioned that Dennis and Teresa love to see the car win races, and no one likes to have that up-and-down season where he's had some really bad races. But I think for Dennis and Teresa, the wins matter more. I think they'll take a few wrecked cars if you can keep getting them in victory lane. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. Okay, Ashley, we did talk about what's wrong with Donnie Schatz maybe two years ago. Um, and, and and I understand this is Donnie Schatz. He could win the next seven in a row and we wouldn't be shocked. But we're 12 races in. He only has five top 10 finishes. Um, he and, and, and actually, there's been some talk. Donnie's expressed a little frustration. I think they've got some work to do over there in the in the Tony Stewart Racing 15 camp. I don't disagree with you, but again, it's still doggy <laughs> shots. Like he can come back at any time. You know, I take a the race at Lincoln. You know, that was an incredible race. A lot of World of Outlaw drivers had to take provisionals because there was so much local talent that showed up by 40 some cars. You know, so a lot of guys took provisionals. I think 38 cars started that A main that night because there were so many World of Outlaws taking provisionals. So sure, that race is probably few and far between throughout the, the year, but anything's possible like that. And I don't want to say, I don't know. I know Donnie, if he gets that fire lit and well, he cracks one off, then they'll start rolling. You're, I, I agree with you totally on that. I'm not, I'm not worried about it other than the problem is how far behind he is. That's the problem. And you're going to have to rely on Macedo Gravel or Sweet having a problem. Another driver that up until this past weekend, Aaron, had not really been setting the world on fire is Sheldon Hodgson. Now, Sheldon came out, he won US 36 last Friday night, but he only has on the season three top five finishes in 12 races. But it seems like this weekend they might have sparked that fire that Ashley just talked about. Yeah, you know, he certainly spoke about that in Victory Lane, how it's been a little bit of a, a frustrating start. But in true Hod fashion, he won, uh, you know, incredible up above the cushion against the wall. Uh, so he, you know, he always does it in style. And of course, it was his dad's birthday, too. That was so how fitting. And uh, it was just a matter of time before he got to Victory Lane. Really, really cool. That's for sure. And yeah, he was. It was hod style, hod fashion. That's for sure. Hey, we need to stick. Uh, we need to step away here just a little bit. But everyone else, hang in there. More of our Wing Nation roundtable coming up in just a moment. 
The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Stremme. This is our roundtable discussion, okay? And as happens in our roundtable discussions, we hit the pause button for the commercial and we keep going. And we did that during the commercial break. And I said, whoa, 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 ladies, stop. Because, Ashley, we're talking about that move midway through the race. The World of Outlaws last Friday night at US 36 Raceway. That spectacular move that Sheldon Hodenshield had to take the lead. Yeah, absolutely insane. And I was asking Aaron, you know, racing a sprint car at those speeds with that level, what is it like when you're either Sheldon and that guy that's about to make a heck of a move and you're, like, confident in it, or you or you're that guy battling someone else for the lead and someone blows by you. I mean, what are those two moments like, Aaron? Well, it's definitely better to be Sheldon in those moments. Uh, you know, someone like Sheldon, obviously, at his point, he has a lot of experience and he has the last name Hoddenfield. So he's not afraid to put his race car in spots where maybe some of us others would be a little bit hesitant but you know obviously he felt confident he felt confident enough that his car was good enough that he could get there he could get outside of him before he knew he was or so he knew he was there and wasn't going to just run him up to the fence and i think a driver like hod and you're going for the win a world of outlaw race you're willing to take the chance sometimes like you know what here i go i've got to run it's in you're making these decisions at you know 100 and 100 miles an hour and then if you're the driver who gets passed well that that sucks because you think you're racing for the lead with someone else. And you guys think that you've got the race, you know, somehow figured out and you're not even, you don't even have that other, you don't have Sheldon in your mind. All of a sudden he just makes you guys look like you're standing still. That's not fun. (laughs) I am sure it's not. And Aaron, you would know your world of outlaw win. Who did you beat in that win? I passed uh, Hod senior. No, I'm not senior, but Jack Hodenshield and, uh, I passed Paul McMahon. Those are the last two cars. But I did have to pass Steve Kinzer. I'm trying to think who else was. I started sixth, but Hod and Hud's Jack and Paul McMahon were racing lap traffic with just a few laps to go. And I actually, I didn't go high, wide, and handsome and into the fence like Sheldon did, but I did blow right by them as they were battling for the lead. So, yeah, that was uh, that was obviously my greatest racing memory. Neat stuff, that's for sure. Really, truly was. Uh, that was a wild one back at U.S. 36 Raceway. Um, Ladies, one of the things that jumped off the radar this week, and, and Ashley, there, this this ties back into a situation you guys had up at your home track at Port Royal. Um, we had an off-track uh, fire. Um, it was Hunter Schoenberg's motor coach caught on fire, and, and Rico Abreu was doing a really nice job gathering things. And so Rico is gathering stuff for the, for, for the children and for everyone else. But Ashley, you had a couple of situations Mike Wagner and Andrew Yoder. Yoder's one of the late model racers where leaving the racetrack a couple of weeks ago, they had problems. What's the update from up there on, on Wagner and even, even on Andrew Yoder, our late model guy as well? 
Yeah, so um, I believe everything was good with Mike Wagner. Um, nothing major happened. I think somebody got a cut lip in the accident, but that was about it. Um, I think everything's good to go with, with Mike. Um, as for Andrew, he lost everything um, except the car. They just lost some bits and pieces on the front of the car, but otherwise they lost their toolbox. They lost their spring smasher, his fire suit, his, all his safety equipment. Um, that being said, Andrew was actually at the shop on Saturday. Um, we supplied him with, we got him a new helmet, a steering wheel, some other things we got him. Um, he's had many offers. Uh, he has somebody that loaned him a truck and trailer to be able to finish out the season until they're able to recoup from insurance um, because everything was just basically a total loss. So it's really cool to see. We know how much the racing community is and how much they support one another. And this is just another testament to it. It really, truly is amazing. Aaron, as, as teams, as haulers, as transporters, as motor coaches travel around the country, fly around the country, drive around the country, you just hate to see it. And, and, and I don't know if you saw some of the footage but uh, or some of the photos, but Hunter Schoenberg, boy, that motor coach went up right back in the engine compartment. And, uh, man, that, that'll set you back. That's your home on wheels. Yeah, that's that. That's their home, and and really that souvenir trailers their business. So um, certainly, and, and on top of that, it's scary. You know, it, it's a scary situation if you're riding in the motorhome, if you're on the highway when it, it happens, and then there's so much loss. And I love to see. I'm not sure who set up the GoFundMe or whatever, but Rico um, has certainly put it on his social media to help Hunter and and his family get some uh, money and things back together. Well, Ashley, we talk about Mike Wagner, and of course, Mike is the storied veteran racer up there at Port Royal, one of the great veterans up there. His son, Logan, a five-time champion, will not be a six-time champion. You guys had a weird thing. Now, I know you were celebrating Steele's birthday all weekend long, but there was a weird sight not in the pits at Port Royal. Logan Wagner and the Zemco car were not there. Yeah, actually, David was the one who brought it to my attention. We were actually, after Steele's birthday, we headed out, and another one, um, you know, Anthony Macri, both of those guys weren't at court this past weekend. Um, interesting, we knew that Logan was going to have a limited schedule, but I still thought he'd go for a sixth championship, but evidently that's not the case. Yeah, and, and John and Pee Wee, according to, uh, according to Jeremy Elliott, John and Pee Wee were there just spectators watching the race, uh, the, the, the Zemitis family, uh, the Zemco number one car. But a changing of the guard, if you will, up at Port Royal Speedway and fascinating stuff. You mentioned Anthony Macri. Anthony Macri, one win this season. I know we're early, and I know there's not been a lot of races up there, Ashley. Danny Dietrich winless, Brett Marks winless, Lance DeWeese only has four races, but he's winless. Um, they need to get rolling up there. Some of the some of the top drivers have yet to go to victory lane. It's true, but you know we've got this new kid on the block, right? Devin Borden. He's kind of the talk of the town this year. Uh, put it on Lance DeWeese this past weekend at Port Royal. Um, so you know it, it could be a changing of the tides, if you would say. But I think it's just early in the season. I think it's just early in the season. My money is still on Lance and Brent and uh, Danny and uh, and Anthony just to, to win a bunch of races. Finally, real quick here, and we're getting toward the end of it here, Devin Borden picked up that win at Port Royal. We chatted with the young man a couple of weeks ago. He finished third with the World of Outlaws. Again, another theme of Wing Nation is young talent, and it looks like young Devin Borden's certainly got that Shuttlesworth car rolling well. He certainly does. And when we had him on the show, it was so nice to, you know, it's another one of these kids really and how far he's come in a few years and he got a taste of victory lane and he got that confidence. And I think he is going to be a big threat this year.
Kids, kids these days, these kids, <laughs> no doubt. Good stuff. Youngin. Aaron, it has been a pleasure catching up with you. Of course, our Tuesday show each and every week on wingnation.com and all of our social channels, but good catching up for the round table here today. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. There we go. Stay with us, everyone. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shops and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Love catching up with our co-host, Erin Evernham. Always great to catch up with Erin. She has such good insight. Um, you know, it's like Erin has ran uh, all the big sprint car races, a world of all our winner. Ashley, you are a multi-time powder puff champion. Uh, and I've driven one media race, I think it is, and a couple go-karts at the local track. But it's always great to have Erin's insight into racing and driving and such. It's so true. And, you know, listen, the three of us have spent hours together and I still feel like we all have something to learn about one another. You know, I could chat with Erin about her racing days forever. Some big wins last week. And uh, we talked a lot about Sheldon Hoddenshield winning with the World of Outlaws at US 36. Um, just his uh, second year in a row, he's won there. That's certainly the medicine that Sheldon needed. Uh, came back and we mentioned this in our roundtable. Rico Abreu, second win of the season. Uh, the $20,000 Jason Johnson Classic always uh, always is a special moment when someone wins a Classic. Jason, there's a lot of these races, Ashley, that are named after, named after people that maybe the present drivers don't know or they were someone a generation or two or three or four ahead of them. Uh, this one is always special because Jason is a contemporary, a, a, was a competitor of Rico and everybody else. And it's always, always really surreal and special when, when, uh, when, when someone's in victory lane and Jax is there to present the trophy as well. That was pretty neat. Yeah, really cool. And, you know, we've chatted with Rico uh, at the Bob Weikert Memorial, you know, and I asked him, you being a West Coaster versus East Coaster, what does it mean to race for Bob Weikert? And he's like, you know, he was a generation before me. He's like, but I know what he's built on. I know what he's all about. And I know what he, the legacy he's left. So it's cool to see Rico, you know, he pays attention. He knows what's going on. So for him to win the Jason Johnson Classic, you know, him knowing Jason personally is, is a huge deal, I'm sure, for Rico. Big weekend coming up. Fingers crossed we have a big weekend coming up. Those April showers stay away from us. The Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions, their point season opener. This is take two. They're hoping for the Spring Nationals at Attica this Friday and Saturday night. And, of course, Sunshine is the reigning champ of this thing. Ashley, fingers crossed. We got we, we had Williams Grove and Attica battling for who was having the roughest start to the year. Williams Grove got up and running. Attica, it's your turn. Let's hope we have some good racing this weekend up at Attica. No doubt. Uh, you mentioned Tyler Courtney. What what a deal, you know, to come out in the first two seasons with the world of or with the world of, with the All Star Circuit of Champions. You go on and you win both the titles to see if he can run from a third one. Just extremely impressive what Sunshine has done. On the West Coast, they finally got their season started with Nark King of the West. And this weekend, Thunderbolt Raceway and Tulare, a big one. The Dennis Roth Classic. Ashley, 
King of the West, $18,300 to win on Saturday night. Boy, you know that our guys out there are going to be elbows up for that one. I was just going to say, elbows up and on the wheel. You can know it. World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. They're at Ken Schrader's Federated Auto Parts, I-55 Speedway. They're going to be joined by the Extreme Midget Series. Ken Schrader knows how to roll out the red carpet, Ashley. There might even be a cooler or two involved as well. Oh, if Ken Schrader's involved, I can absolutely guarantee that. Love that, man. Yeah, Schrader is the best. That is for sure. And finally... All systems are go. We know that all is well in the sprint car world when the famed Marion County Fairgrounds comes to life. It is the 70th annual Pella Motors Craig Ford season opener. Knoxville is up and running. There's just something right in the world when Knoxville is up and running and their season opener is a Saturday night. It's good. I mean, I know we've talked about weather. We do every single year, but it tells me that summer, it's coming, Steve. Yes, it is. Knoxville is up and running, that is for sure. We've had a ball here. We really, truly have. It's been great having Aaron Evernham join us. Aaron, we mentioned the podcast. It is every Tuesday live at noon, and you can catch it wherever podcasts are found. We appreciate you joining us this week here on Wing Nation. Thanks so much for tuning us in each week here on our show. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.